Hello, and welcome back to Baby Babe, the podcast about season one of VH1, Flavor of Love. I am here with a super special guest host, Maxine Dillon. Maxine, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I mean, we're going to get into what your reaction is and your overall uh, involvement with the show. But first, let me tell people how to find you. So Maxine is a playwright and improviser in Austin. She's also a member of a troupe that we were in together called Edge Control that will one day make its comeback. Like there'll be a reunion one day. I just know it. Um, And she's also can be found on Twitter at Maxine letter a dylan all to well, two, with two l's like matt um and that's her actually okay great so thank you so much for being here and you were telling me before uh about how you had never seen this show before no i've never seen a single episode of flavor of love before wow yesterday And let me tell you so i think everybody can agree that flavor of love is like is a cultural reset like mm-hmm. you see gifs and like images mm-hmm. from it online and i think i like knew that but i didn't quite know that yeah. so like it was wild to like drop mm-hmm. in and see like oh this is where it all began this yeah. was the beginning it gave us miss new york the head bitch in charge tiffany pollard so i mean in that on its own we have to think vh1 but then also like you said with the gifts like there's some gifts some moments in season one that i didn't even realize were from season one um and that would be it that would just like kind of send me because i'm like oh my god like that that random meme of new york like you know rubbing her temples it's from this episode you know what i mean i'm like wow like and then remembering that the context of these things was so not what we use them for now on social media is also amazing but um yeah so do you have any like uh placement of public enemy or or flavor flav outside of this show not at all i think i probably know flavor flav from like old commercials Mm -hmm. of like god i feel like i saw a comedy central TV spot for like the roasts of flavor flavor. Oh, and I was like, oh yeah, whoever that is, let's L-O. roast him, fellas. LOL. Yeah, no, okay, that makes sense. That resonates. It's funny because um I think that flavor of love is very similar to how like the kids now think of Ice T as like a detective or like this guy on with who's married to Coco when like Ice T was like a hardcore gangster rapper. You know what I mean? Like if you came up with him in that way, it's like you can't fathom him. Or you, I mean, I think that that generation has made space for him. But there are a couple rappers like that that are like, I'm happy yeah. for them that they found their second wave. Yeah, so true. Like I know Ice Cube from are we there yet? Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> that's another great example. Yeah, like these. And I mean, and that's amazing because I think the other thing to say, so public enemy I don't think of is, is I think they are uh, very important to rap, especially to that genre, but I don't think of them as like the edgiest, most violent or most like um, destructive group to society because like there are groups that like were, were, going out of their way to push the bounds of like what should be in music videos or what should be talked about and I think Public Enemy is in there but they weren't I don't I don't know them to have been and I could be wrong but I don't know them to have been like um I know them to be radical I don't know them to be like 
upsetting right and so it's like I'm but I'm glad to see like all these other rappers who like were like you know fuck white America then now be like okay I'll take your check like you know like just this this transition to um finding uh like coming into our homes and being for the kids I think is uh, I don't even want to make fun of it I actually think it's great and so anyway I remember watching Flavor of Love growing up like I watched it live and didn't even realize like really what um what type of history was unfolding in front of me it just felt so normal and now looking back I'm like oh my god like this is all ridiculous but I like also looking at it now as a game and being like okay like who who won on this episode or who did the right thing or who was acting the best or not acting or being the most genuine so anyway let's get into it yeah uh, so this is an epic, epic, epic episode. Um, and the, okay, so the way that I do it is I go like beat by beat. So I'm going to go through and then you just tell me like what you thought or jump in or feel free to interrupt me. Um, so we start with, uh, and these this is the level of detail that I enjoy. Like everyone's asleep, but New York is already awake and she's curling her hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she's, she's like, she's not going to get caught slipping. Absolutely not. He tried it, though. He tried it. He did try it because he comes in and interrupts him. But, oh, by the way, with New York's hair, I feel like um, I do understand people getting, like, styles that will stay. Because this was definitely not a I'm going to wear my natural hair type of uh, environment, like, ever. But mm. I don't like New York's hair. Like, I think that whatever grade of hair she chose ends up, or not grade, whatever type of hair, like, it ends up getting, like, it's, like, almost too sheeny. And that doesn't day over time and I think that that's just the nature of the game at that point in time but I just I just started to get tired I'm like I know she's doing her hair because she's getting tired of it too so I felt for her in that moment but um like you said so Flav tries to catch him slipping he comes in at 7 a.m on Sunday which confirms something that we've been debating in the previous episodes which is like does he really live there no he absolutely does not fucking live there <laughs> he comes dressed from somewhere else um and I just think <laughs> what's so funny about him is as he's walking in he's just complimenting everyone he's like hey girl hey you look great what's up like it's like yeah Flay, this is not like a a business luncheon like you're coming to this house with these girls that are waiting on your every move like obviously Oh, my God. Yeah. He's a mess. He's a mess. And let me say, like, from the beginning, I was drawn to the figure of Big Rick. Just there. He is an icon. What an icon. And I I don't know how I would have reacted being woken up at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Although, this is something that was really interesting. Like, while watching this was, like, suddenly being finding myself asking the question, how well would mm -hmm. I have done mm -hmm. the flavor of love? Mm -hmm. Would my time have been up? Mm -hmm. And I, I <laughs> yeah. think it would have, I don't, I don't know. It, and it was like very interesting to like, as I was going through trying to figure out who, I, who resonated with me. Mm -hmm. um, That's the best and so part. it was a rude awakening and, and many senses of the word to like see not only this early wake up call, but mm -hmm. to know like, wow, I don't know if I was cut out for this kind of kind of uh, mm -hmm. situation. That's why I love all reality because it really is a mirror. Like it's a moment to say, okay, who am I on camera? You know, who would I be? But yeah, I totally agree. Um, speaking of though, okay, so the last thing about New York getting caught is that Flav does something unforgivable, which is he's knocking on the door to get her out of the bathroom and says, uh, New York, get the tissue out of your butt. <sighs> yeah. 
And I'm like, Flav, don't choose violence on a Sunday. Like, this is the worst. Like, New York is like, bitch. So she's like, um, you know, I was going to be sexy and seductive, but he surprised me. And she goes, by the way, I definitely didn't have paper in my butt. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> oh. He's such a, like, older black man who would think that was funny. You, oh, my God. Yeah. And the violence he chose in that. Yeah, the whole Unforgivable. So On you, the Lord's Day. So would you have... Okay, so, well, okay, let's go a little bit more into it, and then I'll ask you what you would have done if he gave you this challenge. So, uh, so anyway, I noticed that Sweetie has on uh, boy, like, like briefs that say Thug with a Heart. Um, that is, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a moment. Iconic. She should have sold those panties. Like, I think we also were... They were kind of in the early internet age where people weren't capitalizing as much as they could now for merch. Like, all of this merch is necessary. Mm. Um, yeah, and then Hottie has on an army-inspired outfit. Uh, I mean... Oh, my God. I saw that. And I know, like... Yeah, you don't this have a big Hottie episode. Yes. <laughs> I have no context. I saw this little army outfit and was like, what in the world? Yeah, you're this like, girl I'll rolling later. out of bed. You were like, let's see like, if, this is, if this is significant and answer yes, this is who she is. It's like when you gotta impress Flavor Flav at seven, but go to JRTC class at eight. <laughs> That I, was. I have no doubt that homegirl sleeps in the clothes because she's. I, well, okay. Here's the other thing about like the breaking the fourth wall. I think a lot of those shows start filming super duper early. Like I think it's it's like damn near um it's torture tactics because it's like the women stay up all night doing eliminations and drinking and then wake up the next day and are like oh okay it's seven and we gotta go again fuck. Um, so I think that like, if you're smart in these shows, you like always have an outfit like ironed in, at, next to you on the bed. Like that was how I would live. Cause I'd be like, bro, like, you're not going to catch me. Cause if, cause if I don't make an effort, I'm I'm leaving that day. Cause I'm looking like a bum, you know, I just know myself. You're going home. Yeah. Um, so the surprise is that Flay brings in his mother, Miss Anna Drayton, who is fresh and ready for church. Like there was a shot where I saw the collar of, like, her robes, mm-hmm. and I knew in yeah. my bones what we were in for. Yeah, she, Flav she says was my, ready. Yeah, Flav says, my mother is definitely a church person. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, wow. So now we know Flav is, like, Caribbean. Like, that's kind of when it hit me. Like, Flav <laughs> came from, like, a real family and just happens to be this character. But, like, he is a real, like, he was going to church every Sunday and probably going to Sunday school and probably going to evening service. Like, Poor baby. That's what drove him to the clocks and the the Viking helmets is he wanted a change from that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They oh, okay, so did you did you know about Strange Love, the show he had with Brigitte? Yes. So I watched um episode four and then I doubled back for the first episode of Flavor mm-hmm. of Love. Okay, cool. Um, but I was watching it with a friend. And she paused at this point to give me a breakdown of the Flavor Flav cinematic universe. And so I do know about the other shows he's been on. And wow. Okay, great. I'm glad. An illustrious career. Yes. No. Okay. So that show is interesting in the sense of um, what it represents. And so basically they do a flashback to him and Brigitte, which is what's so funny about that is like, I think I watched that too. Like, I think I watched all of this shit. Cause I was just like, this couple is like, I, 
I wonder how much Flavor Flav is like embedded in who I am as a person, but it's so deep in there. I don't recognize it as significant. That's what I think. I think that like he helped raise me, but I don't, you know, I don't appreciate it because <laughs> I watch so much. Yeah. But anyway, so they flash back to Brigitte and um them going to church and him being late, but like they're fully dressed, but he's late. And his mom's like, bitch, you're not going to make me late for opening like benediction. And I'm, which is probably the wrong, I, they open with there's something they do in the beginning of Black Church that I, I did, is it the benediction? Mm, sorry. Anyway, so they show, so she's like, you're going to have me late. I'm leaving. Like, I will not walk into church after they have started singing. And so she leaves them and they just show how serious she is about it. So any, I'm already like intimidated and it's just so funny in a, in a year into quarantine when like me, like, before quarantine, you had to do a lot to get me to go to a church. And so post-quarantine, I'm like, the idea of going and standing in a church with people singing and, like, projecting germs into the audience is just not, uh, mm. yeah, it's not it's not feeling holy to me in just in that context. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Smiley. Okay, so I want to get your read on Smiley. What did you think about her as a character? So Smiley, I... If I'm remembering correctly, Smiling was really moved by Yeah, she was also, like, saying how nervous I, she was because she never prays. Yeah, and she, she was making that joke about being on her knees, right? Yeah. Not for prayer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, yeah, I saw that, and I, first of all, did not question their names whatsoever. Yeah. I did not oh, pick yeah, up on the fact that these were nicknames. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, Sorry, wait, did you, of so course you didn't these watch the names. episode? Did you watch the episode where he, they got named? I watched that after. after. Okay, so yeah. I just... <laughs> They just exist to me. Whatever yes. their names were before this, <laughs> it they, doesn't matter. That's they. It doesn't matter. They've mm. been baptized in the Church of Flavor Flav. Yes, um, okay. So yeah, I thought like it was hard to get a sense because it was meeting all of these girls like all mm-hmm. at once. Really, mm-hmm. um, Smiley, I did like relate to her about like being moved by Black Church because I grew up going to like white church. So mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Watching this scene, I was like, wow, I think I'm going to go to a black church when everything, of course, I don't know. You're absolutely right. We do yeah. be spraying germs around. So it may be quite a while before I make yeah. my way, but like nothing like that, like rousing, like declaration of like love of like God and like worship is just like so joyful and to see yeah, no, how sure. Smiley was by it. I was like, she's she's all right in my books. She's all yeah. right. Yeah. Church is definitely one of those, once you're there, you, you're into it. And it's just from leaving church to the next Sunday at 7 a.m., it's like willing yourself to remember that it's worth getting up and going. It's kind of the, I think, the biggest challenge here because it, cause it itself and the experience is amazing. Um, they all, so, oh, so the challenge is that they're all going to go to church and um, mm. they need to all go get dressed because they're in various states of pajama and they all scatter. And I'm just like, nobody's about to have a church outfit. Like, there's no way. And so uh, New York is like, I can't get ready in 30 minutes. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, New York, you have a head start on your hair. What else? Like, New York, you're made up. Like I, I, and I love that about her because I've had those moments where I'm like, 
I'm saying things like, oh, I don't have time to get ready or my face isn't made. But truly, I don't actually care about that. I'm more just like, I don't like the fact that you're scheduling my day for me. <laughs> like, that's really what it is. Yeah. It has nothing to do with how ready I am. It's like, I didn't want to do this today. So um, anyway, they all go around. Uh, Sweetie's like, like, you know, nobody's mom wants to see your ass in the air. And I'm like, yes. Okay, true. Like, just we'll pass by that comment. But she's right. She's kind of just trying to get into the spirit of it. And she's like, I don't want to be wrong in front of Clay's mom. Like, I really want to try. And there's this dialogue because the episode before this was that um, he took her to eat and she didn't want to kiss. And she was like, I don't want to kiss. I don't want sex. Like, I don't want to do any of that very soon. And he was like, whoa. So she's kind of feeling the need to, like, get into the game. And she's trying to figure out, like, mm. how to, you know, stay a player because, like, stay a player in the game. Because when she looks around, all the other women are, like, falling all over him. And she didn't feel like that was genuine. But as she says in this episode, she's going to try now. So um, she she doesn't, she's like, I don't want to be a whore in, in church. I'm going to be spitting in God's face, as she says. Which is um, so funny to imagine, like, God at, the, like, at coffee with you. You know what I mean? And you, like, lean yeah. over the table to spit. Anyway, so um, Red Oyster. Red Oyster is an amazing... Um, she's iconic so do you know her have you do you have any context of why they call her red oyster i know having watched the first episode she wears red has been wearing red yeah and we find out that commitment yep she's trying to break the record so she's iconic for that uh, in in that way um she's gonna she's never gonna gonna be not a part of my childhood for that moment but the funniest thing about it is how they transition to calling her red oyster now like she was just going to be the very racist oyster name <laughs> for yeah. long time. and now we put red on it it's like oh yeah of course um red oyster yeah of course so she has a i i didn't think know if she's gonna wear this out but as she's getting dressed she has pants on under her dress and i just thought that was hilarious she on a red floral dress with red pants like everything in her wardrobe is red don't play with her yeah, she, that's a powerful color. It is. I mean, and I, she owns it. I love it for her. Yeah, it actually works. Uh, New York is like, I hope Hottie, t- New York's just talking to somebody, I think, like, uh, hoops, and she's like, I hope Hottie takes off that whole ish. She's got up. Oh, whole ish, get up, she has one. And they're just laughing, and then they cut to <laughs> Hottie. Hottie's using a silver tray to do her makeup because the bathroom is full. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then um, New York gets ready, and she goes, as usual, I pulled it out. I look amazing. And New York uh, notices that Hottie has a red cape and says that it makes her look like, and I think she misgendered on purpose. She goes, It makes her look like the devil himself. And then the <laughs> editors put wings behind her and show her, like, in hell with, like, scorching, like, demon music. And that's how you know, in my opinion, that's how you know how they felt about certain people and they want to go yeah. the extra mile to depict them as Satan. <laughs> yeah. Extra, that yeah. was truly beautiful moment to see. Like as someone like so new to the show, yeah. like seeing that I was like, Oh, I know who I'm not rooting for. Exactly. And as we see, as the episode goes on for good reason, she, for I, mean, good I, reason. Just, I do want to tell you though, like Hottie is, extremely iconic to me and I mean the Mm. craziest thing in the world is that her and New York were on this season together because if it hadn't been for New York I think that Hottie would be like on another level like I think Hottie would be New York if New York hadn't been herself like Hottie was literally delusional enough 
beautiful enough, thick enough. Like there's, she has all the makings mm. of like a woman who should be like uh true. She like she deserves the billion dollars that Kylie Jenner doesn't deserve. You know what I mean? Like she deserves to be mm. living in that place of because uh, she does the work anyway. Um, and that's not a, to say that uh that all billionaires don't do the work. That's to say that I believe that Kylie Jenner doesn't deserve. A billion dollars, even though she doesn't work. That's just my politics. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah. they go to the first this first AME church. Um, Big Rick is holding Flav's coattails. I just wanted to. That's really important. Truly, they do not pay that man enough. Whatever they were paying him, again, double it. Another billionaire. Double I know, it. Like I just, I just want to have the power of like the um like the gods playing music video of just handing people money and saying you deserve to be rich you don't deserve any struggles here you go like big rick oh and and i don't know if you know you probably don't know this big rick got i don't know if he knew Flay previously but he is a limo driver like he had a limo company so he okay just like kind of became Flay's like secondhand man but he just happens to be a limo driver so i think that he like used that again to parlay and again i wish that this had happened in the in a better internet age because big rick des- deserves to like own all the limos in america you know what i mean like big rick deserves yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i think if i had been on that show mm-hmm. i would have followed in love with big rick like <laughs> you would be yeah. would have been out like, knowing, like, I could have pictured the drama. Like, I would be here, like, mm-hmm. ready to fall in love with, like, Flavor Flav, but, like, sidelined by, like, sometimes love happens when you least expect it, and it happens to be a limo driver carrying Flavor Flav's tails. Almost certainly Big Rick. See, I, Big Rick always wears a suit, and he, all like, and to the point where they do other scenes where, like, he's, like, at a pool and he has, like, cut-off sleeve suits. Like, they really camp around with Big Rick's, like, suit style. And because of that, I feel very confident to say that Big Rick is, like, a deacon in the church married with three kids. Like, I get that vibe from him. So mm. I would like to suspend reality into a fantasy where you and Big Rick run away together or a fantasy yeah. where, like, and this is not, uh, this is not because you deserve this, but where you fall in love with Big Rick, Big Rick is like, I have a wife. And then the the, wow. the, the Daily Mail, like, scandal is that you, like, tried to home wreck. And Big Rick had to, like, literally, yeah. like, um like leave the show because you would not let him, you, you just kept seducing him. That's what, that's the other alternative I see. And I love that for me. Yeah. I love that for I me. That, that works. Like, my friend and I, we were watching this and we were like, oh my God, this would make such a good like dating simulator game. Mm-hmm. Like, and we were like, but who do you play as? Do you play as one of the girls and, or do you play as Flavor Flav? And you're like, you're faced with all of these choices. Or do you play as Big Rick? Or do you play as Flavor Flav's personal assistant? Because someone had to uh, <laughs> put all the names on all these clocks. Somebody had to go out and buy all of these fried chicken ingredients 
So I love that question. It almost makes me think that like Among Us like owes slaves some money because I feel like that's what you just described. Mm. I think um I think that would be an amazing I, I actually might edit this out because that is the most amazing idea I've ever heard. Like a simulator game <laughs> where you're either like the the second wave, you know, music star or his larger than life like right hand man or one of the I think playing as the contestants would be really interesting because if you like playing as New York, I would go into episodes being like always pick the most dramatic thing. Playing as Sweetie, I pick the most like genuine thing and the most like oh like precious thing. So and then seeing how much you get out of it is that oh wow. I just I love that. I love that you're a genius. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if I were playing as a contestant though I would fall in love with my fellow contestants. Like, oh, yeah, you'd be, you'd, after you'd be a, while, a lesbian scandal for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I would see hoops for the first time. It would be over for me. So, hoops. Like, I mean, flavor who? I have some hoops. I have some hoops hate. I'm not going to lie. Some hoops hate. Yeah, because okay, okay. that's well, all right. We haven't even brought her up yet. I bring I bring it up later, but I just, I, I do completely understand what you mean. And, and I'll, I'll, refer back to it when we get to tea time but so anyway so back to church real quick so they go to um because we just we got into that tangent because of how great big rick is and he deserves um (laughs) they get they reserve the front pew which lol and the choir is going hard but on my second watch i realized that the that they were like looping the same audio like the choir wasn't actually sing like there was no song there was no like intelligible lyrics from what they played they just kept playing the same like high crescendo sound over and over and that was very weird on vh1's part but like they show like basically like people coming out the aisle doing backflips like they they showed the most like lit service <laughs> which you know it, it does happen but it was just like i in hindsight i'm like oh the cameras turned service up to the max this episode like the like they were in there cutting up um which i appreciate and also i feel like it was they didn't sh- show the church well enough to even get like advertising for the church so that was a missed opportunity but anyway they um they brought out the the flag guard like the drummer was going hard and then the pastor was doing his thing and then they show how red oyster cannot clap one beat and oh she was on the ones and the threes <laughs> i one three on the four one. seven like it was that bad it was they zoomed in on yeah. her and i was like <laughs> Oh, no, baby, no. She's going home for this. There's so much trust I have for, like, the editing production team that I'm, like, if they zoom in on something like that, I'm, like, they want us to know that in everything Red Oyster does, she's off beat. Like, I just, I I was, like, oh, I trust Mm. this read. Like, this is not a one-time thing. Um, But, yeah, so very, very bad. Um, No comment on that. They, uh, I wasn't mad, though. I was, like, it was very good. I wrote in my notes, like, seeing a big gathering overwhelms me now. Like, I'm just like oh shit like who would sit like and then you know like pre-2020 and even from now on like people never stayed home when they were sick like ever so I'm just you know anyway I'm glad no one Mm -hmm. I'm glad that's not where COVID started but anyway so uh Hoop says that so here comes Hoop she says that uh church touches everyone different ways and she tells us that Goldie's mother passed which is so heartbreaking and that it's really making her feel Mm -hmm. it and you know we see Goldie crying um which church if you've never gone to a black church and cry then you are missing something so COVID or not I suggest you go and like let the spirit hit you because you 
it doesn't matter. It can be good reasons, bad reasons. Everyone deserves a church cry. Like that's like that is. Oh yes. That's that's what God God has made us for. I think. Um, smile. That's in my top five cries. A church cry. Ooh, because that's just when it all hits you, and you're like, oh okay, like this is a uh, oh this is what the price of admission was. I see. Um, Smiley sees couples at the altar because they're doing like a marriage anniversary thing, which is funny. Like churches do do that will they be like, okay who's graduating like come up front and wave and so um she sees that and it bothers her and there was another episode fyi to fill you in where they went on a date and uh, a group date and smiley said that she had gotten divorced with her ex-husband or she broke up with her ex-husband because he said he didn't love her anymore and come to find out uh found out some tea that they uh absolutely had gotten like separated like a month before shooting like it was very Whoa. recent, yeah. So that ends up coming up for That's smiling. That's fresh. Yes, very fresh. Um, New York, New York, so does this confusing thing where she says that she looks like a wreck. And that's where she rubs her temples and saying, like, she looks crazy and she feels underprepared. But she literally had already said she looked perfect and flawless. So, but I was like, again, I think New York is doing the thing that I do. where like, in the mirror, leaving the house. I'm like, yeah, I can rock this. I got the confidence for this. I can pull this off. And then as soon as I see another human being, I'm like, oh, my God, why would I wear this? Like, what did I do? <laughs> Your makeup looks crazy. Like, it's, it's that moment. So relatable still. She says, uh, I think it's truly important that Miss Clayton knows I love her son and know and she will know before I leave. And I'm like, before she leaves, I'm like, oh shit, Miss Clayton, like you need to run. Like <laughs> New York has something to tell yeah. you. She's gonna tell your ass. I was like, episode four? Yeah, up four. Wanna yeah. tell us you love your son? Mm-hmm. New York deserves Ooh. New York deserves an edit. And I, somebody probably did this. New York deserves an edit of of just a season of all of the scenes she was in. No, I don't care if Flav was in it or not. Just only New York and seeing her her trajectory over time. That's what we deserve, truly, because I want to see the character evolution. Like, imagine building a character yeah. off of that. Like, you need to see all the moments. Um, Goldie looks so great in her dress. She is the only one who did come with church attire. And I'm like, oh, this is a Goldie stand account. Yeah. They, they Goldie... Go Mm-hmm. What do you think about Goldie? We haven't had I love Goldie. Yeah. Goldie has MVP. that my favorite coworker energy. Like you go in, it's Monday, you don't want to be here, but you see Goldie, you hear her laugh, and you're like, you know what? It's gonna be all right. Yeah, Goldie's she gets the here. people's choice award, that's for sure. Um, they get to a tea Ugh. room and actually tea rooms now are like on my list of things I want to do. Like I want to have like the fancy experience because pre COVID it's something I took for granted. And now I'm like, Oh, like I want to do dressed up things every once in a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's on my, it's on I my list. I love now. a tea. Yes. I love tea, but like, I feel like what they did was went to like the tea room with like this crumpets and I'm like, I want crumpets. Oh, yeah. You know, I want like, I want somebody with white gloves to serve me. Yeah, I want a three-tier tea service. Like, mm-hmm. there better ma- be French macarons on there. Mm. There better Absolutely. be fresh fruit cut up. Absolutely. Oh. I want to put, I want to fold a napkin and put it in my lap. Okay, I'm getting, That's what I want for I'm myself. getting upset now because I want to, I want to go get a new dress with lace on the bottom of it. Um, I, I want that for me. I'm going to get, I might, I think it's worth it. It's worth a brand new outfit, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's worth the fifties. Like, I think it's worth dressing like the help. I think it's definitely worth that. Mm. 
Hmm. Like the help, the movie, not the help, the help. Oh, the movie, yes. I mean, I don't know if it's changed that much over the years, but yes, absolutely. Like with the dress where like I have to get a bodice under it and like there's a, um, there's like a, you know, there's an antebellum feeling to it. That's what I'm referring to. Hmm. Yeah, I want to dress. I, yeah. I want to dress like the woman I that wanna, owned my family. That's what I want to do. I want to look like, I want to dress up like a woman who's going to leave her husband. <laughs> Going to murder her husband. That's what Hottie looked like in her like red cape. She looked like she was just about. She looked like she was just about to find out that her husband had died under mysterious circumstances. Uh, Or yeah, no, she looks like exactly. No, she looks like not that she's about to go commit the act, but like the act is done, and now like we're only going to see her in dark, brooding colors, like to show that she's changed as a person, like her spirit has Mm. transitioned. Like that's what. Um, yeah, you nailed that. That is exactly what she, the vibe she's giving. That's crazy. Uh, so (laughs) they go to the tea room basically and it's like, um, they are able to like get to know and have some one-on-one time with the mom or some three-on-one. And, uh, what's so funny about it is I was, I want a tea room experience, but like after church, the hunger that you feel from waking up at seven, not eating before church, going to ch- black church for three hours, getting out after, <laughs> after when the radio station's playing hip hop again, like that is a barbecue restaurant type hungry. That's not a tea room. Like that's not mm. a that's not a watercress sandwiches. That is a buffet style hungry. But I was like, I, so I just know they were like, yo, is there also craft services outside in the on the <laughs> on the sidewalk? <laughs> like I can't. Yeah. Uh, she. She and, wishes them. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say she wishes them a God bless you and may the best man win before she interviews them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. What I were you love gonna that. Say? I was gonna say yeah. I definitely understand that hunger because growing up, going to church, like, like knowing as a kid where like you've reached the point where like service has gone on too long. Mm-hmm. My family had this tradition of going to Costco after church and just like hitting up all the little sam- free samples. Oh, I like, thought you were going to say that like, so, are you also shopping for hours though? No, we are just there for the samples. Oh my God. Cause that's truly. a form of child abuse going, taking your kids shopping after church when that hunger, like I remember the hunger that would just build to where it's like, you're not going to eat till 6 PM. And you're just like, this this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. But, you know, those Costco samples hit different after too long of a church service. No, I mean. Like those little, little, like, toothpicks full of, like, little tiny sausage. Like a little, like, corner of a Hot Pocket. Girl, forget that. I'd be chewing the communion wafer like it was a meal. Like, I'd be, like, savoring it. Like, that's how hungry I would. Ugh, man. I don't, I don't Mm. miss hate to say it don't miss church okay so uh, <laughs> um goldie's up first and she says you know i think i have a lot to offer somebody and i'm like oh she's a son like she brings light everywhere she goes here's hoop so hoop says um to her mama to his mama uh you make people feel comfortable and miss clayton takes that as a full insult She's like, bitch, I am not here to make y'all feel comfortable. I'm here to intimidate and be Caribbean and a church lady. And I don't want no compliments from you that feel too familiar. Like, you could tell it was just, like, not working for her. But this is why the hoops hate comes from. Because hoops is, like, flirting with her. 
Hoops is like looking her in the eye, like trying to make her comfortable. And I'm just like, Hoops, stop trying to charm your way to the top. Like, you gotta like, you know, you can't use your pretty privilege here. But she's going to. Yeah, she used her pretty privilege. I fell for it. That's <laughs> why I, she was out here feeling comfortable with Mama, but I was feeling comfortable with her. I, I she I has that like Neutrogena beauty that mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I had met Hoops in the early 2000s, I would have felt some type of way that I wouldn't understand for another decade. Oh, so. no, for sure. I mean, Hoops is gorgeous. There's no fighting that. But I think also what is a, what would happen is that I would meet Hoops and she would be nice to me because just whatever she's meeting me. And I would be like mad at her because I'd be like, you're pretty. And then... I, it would take me a while to realize, like, I don't need to hold that against her. Like, she didn't actually do anything to me. I'm just preempting that she's probably going to bully me, and she literally never would. But it would be, like, the past experience of being, like, I don't tr- I don't trust light-skinned girls that are pretty. Like, it just would be that whole that whole narrative <laughs> in my head. And then it'd literally be, like, yeah, I'm literally just a nice person. Like, I don't know what it is. So it's, so it's a reminder to me. Hoops is another mirror of, like, why do you have a reaction to her? She didn't do anything. But she does ultimately, like, I think, try to... She gets the hero edit throughout the season for her, like, inevitable success later on. And it's like, I hate kind of this... I also think I hate, like, playing the MVP so early, like, being, like, the All-American girl when it's, like, no, get dirty. Like, I want, I love New York because, I love Hottie in New York because they're not afraid to be, like, yeah, people who knew me before this show will feel differently about me as a result of this show. And I'm here for that. Like, I think that's what I love, that energy. Anyway, so, um, I mean, she's not that, I don't hate her, actually. I'm just talking shit. But, uh, so... Hoops is like that. Um, how long? She's asking her like, "When are you leaving?" And she's like, um, "You know, like, don't leave. Like, I'm having a good time." And Flay's mom's like, "Girl, I don't know you. Like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, I don't <laughs> like. There's no, there's no extra time to be spent." So anyway, um, then Sweetie sits down, and Sweetie has the best opener. She's like, um, "I'm Ethiopian. My name is, or I, my name is Tika in real life, and that's Ethiopian, which means joy in a place of sorrow and sad time." And she goes, "What?" I'm uh uh-uh I ain't hear you I was looking at that biscuit and I was like the biscuit (laughs) and it was the world's most dry biscuit why were what the biscuit's not moving so you were looking and locking eyes of this biscuit to the extent that you didn't hear the words the girl was saying to you it was so rude that was she did her dirty she did her real dirty but you know they did Slave's mom dirty by serving her that biscuit. That was maybe that's what it was. Looking. Maybe that's what it was. She was saying like, I know these niggas didn't just serve me this dry ass biscuit. And before I got here, I told I told Flay, I told what is his real name? His name's like Eric or something. Hold on, William. William. She's like, I told William, you better get me the best biscuits. I'm not doing this again without the like. She she was thinking about her writer. And that's why she got distracted. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, sorry, girl. What would you say it again? And Tika's like, oh, um, okay. Like, Tika was really trying. Yeah. She was trying. She, but let me just say, as someone who, like, works at a biscuit shop, I can, I could tell you, looking, I would have reacted the same way. There was nothing <laughs> but that in my mind. And, God, I don't know. It was hard. This was, I think, the first moment that I had, like, 
an impression of sweetie because there was like i was meeting so many people um really thinking about red oyster and the ones and the threes uh hoops and her neutrogena beauty um and yeah to sit down with sweetie and to see it was rough it was hard to watch not gonna lie it was hard to watch so Tika's basically, oh my God, I keep calling her Tika, and that is so wrong because her name is Sweetie. So Sweetie is talking to Miss Clayton, um, and she's, you know, the biscuit is winning over. Uh, and so I felt bad because, like, Sweetie was really trying to, like, she was actually saying, like, yo, like, I've been an entertainer before. Like, I had a record deal. I get it. Like, I'm I'm not here for the fame again. Like, I'm, I'm here because I get it, and, like, I think I would be a good asset. And, mm. um, you know, the biscuit is literally speaking, like, like the biscuit is having a stare down with Miss Clayton, so Miss Clayton is just like, "Ma'am, you you lost on the strength that the biscuit won." Like that's kind of what happens here, and then um, like poor thing, and then we cut to Hottie who, oh wait, no, they end it with her saying, "Excuse me, I need to take my vitamins," which yes, that would ruin me. That would, <laughs> would I would go home after that. Yeah, I quit the show. I quit the show. I'd be like, I would y'all just, are going to disrespect me like this. Just pack my bags. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Check, please. I, yeah, I'd be like that. And, and I'd, never, I'd never do anything in the future without having it in my contract that, like, that, like, vitamins can't be used against me. You know what I mean? Like, I'd... <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to hear the V word again. Like, it's a wrap for me. Like, that is just how I know that you don't value me on set. Um, so then we cut to Hottie, and Hottie has straightened her hair. And so for you, for you in the context, like Hottie always has like a random like, like crimp type of like wet wavy look that does that isn't consistent. And the fact that she's straightening her hair makes her look like not like this is the least outrageous she looks. But it, because I know that's not her actual look, it is disconcerting. Um, and she says that she's Ivy League educated and owned commercial real estate and knows how to run a family household and business. And her and her being this like straightforward with her is scary to me because I either need you to be unhinged and not know you're unhinged or be less unhinged when you're pretending to be unhinged. Mm. But if you know how to not be unhinged, I'm now worried about the extent to which you're able to access your wild behavior. Like, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's disconcerting. She says she would be, since this would be her mother-in-law, like, she knows she's a reflection of her, too. And this is the first time I realized what another guest host told me, which is that when she blinks, they play a, a bell sound. Yes. Again, this is how you know how they feel about Hattie. So um, she says she doesn't smoke, she barely drinks, she doesn't curse, and she goes to senior centers and elementary schools to do volunteer work. And I'm just here to say, like, I no longer think any of that proves you're a good person. Maybe it's because I don't even know if there's such thing as being a good person anymore. But, like, like not smoking, what does that do? What That that would chill you out, probably. You'd probably be more, more nice if you smoked more. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Yeah, it was funny how, like, quickly these one-on-ones became job interviews. Oh, because cause these women are smart. Like, because I also think it's, like, a respect for the old, like, this, um, 
you know, more senior, uh, I don't know if senior is a nicer word than older, but a more um, seasoned woman who like has children and has been around the block with her kid. Like she knows the game. She'd be like, oh ma'am, I'm going to approach you seriously. And it's also funny because it's like, what else to talk about? Like, hey girl, like, did you watch Days of Our Lives? Like, what else am I going to talk to you about? Like, there's no, because it also might feel invasive to try to like ask her about her life. Like, as much as that would probably seem like you're interested, it's like, if I just met somebody's mom and started going, okay, tell me about the civil rights movement. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. ma'am, just talk about yourself and let me zone out. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's a, it's actually a very tough thing because in real life, without the guy being there and you just having to interview his mom or her interview you, but she won't ask you any questions because she doesn't give a fuck. That's impossible. Yeah, that's the like, tell me about yourself question, except she never asked it. It was unprompted. She literally like, don't talk to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, um, it feels very sorority-esque where it's like, I, I'm not going to give you a lot of information. I just want you to embarrass yourself. And then I'm going to use that against you later, which is a, is a helpful tool. I will say like, it, it, like it helps you to get over yourself a lot to be able to be put in those positions. But so I do think that going on these shows is like a life lesson in so many ways. But anyway, so, um, New York says she wants to stay back to be considerate of how Miss Drayton is feeling, which question mark. But at the same time, she wants to let her know her intentions, which exclamation mark. Uh-oh. Again, I am concerned about Miss Drayton's health and her safety. So New York asked Red Oyster to get up and she says she wants to give her an oppor- uh, the mom an opportunity to see what her intentions truly are. And I mean, this is probably a monologue. Like, you could probably use this next three lines in an audition to show your acting range and ability. And it and they are. <laughs> I can't even. Okay, so she says, <clears throat> I'm a pure woman inside. I can truly sit here and tell you that I love your son. Seriously, I do. And everybody blinks. Everybody goes, blink, blink, blink. <laughs> what? And I, Hadi is like, for New York to say she's in love with Flav, proves she needs to be certified because his mom looked like she was going to gag. Miss <laughs> Clayton was going to gag, but then she goes back to ignoring her, pretending like she doesn't hear anything anyone is saying. And New York, like, uses the love bomb in episode four. Like you said, this is wild. This is wild. I, she said... And I love that she said, I'm a pure woman inside. I was like, yeah, she she caught herself. She said, I was like, she ain't saying nothing about the outside. I see. Because I think that the vision of, you know, what happened in that moment was like future, future New York, like, um, appeared in an apparition of her. And like, so it. For us, it was a split second between pure woman and inside. But for her, it was a millennia where, like, she got transported to her future and she saw everything that was going to happen. And, she and like, she saw all the riches and the fame and success and the TV appearances. But she also saw the multiple plastic surgeries. Mm. And she said, live your truth. And then she came back to us today in this earth and said, inside. Because she was like. I'm getting fake titties, bitch. It's happening. <laughs> like, it's like the work is going to get done. So anyway, it's just, um, I, I mean, iconic, classic. There's no, there's no word to describe. Is, is she writing this ahead of time? Because it's just a pure, who would even think to tell 
someone's i mean think about that as your selling point yeah i am pure lol i want to like <laughs> i like imagine her transported to like the 17th century just like full-on bridgerton like mm-hmm. i am a pure mm-hmm. woman just that would work back then out here truly mm-hmm. art being made before our eyes or even going i don't know i guess it had shit i guess it was around the same time that is history is crazy because white people have been wilding forever but so or her being you know threatened to be burned at the stake yeah and they're like about they're like you have been accused to be a witch what say ye and she says i say ye pure woman inside and i can truly sit here and say i love your son and they go son, <laughs> murderer the son of god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. She's like this, and then they go. The son of Satan is who she consorted with, and then they burn her up. Yeah. Um, God, I would. Wow, New York that movie nominated for an Academy Award. New York is New York in the Witch Trial. Yes, she would. Wait a minute. <laughs> We're writing this screenplay. <laughs> Listen to me. New York would. Do you know how many people would get burned just for fucking up her day? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be like, she'd be, she would be, like, settling vendettas in the in court. Yeah. And I could see her being, like, the, like, the, she ends up turning and being the lawyer for the men who are accusing women of being witches. And then at the end, she realizes that she's been a part of the problem. Like, it's not okay. And she instead, like... I see her like burning down the the courthouse with all the men inside. Ooh, or I like that. I could also just yeah. see her giving us that crucible action. She's like, I saw Goody Pumpkin with the de- devil. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I she definitely like she saw, pops up with her. I saw Goody Hottie with the devil. She wrote in his black book. Lol, I for you know what's so crazy is. I don't even want to think about pumpkin. I had like put her in like out of sight. I, Cause okay. Yeah, no, I definitely, I too would, I would, I would stand and say, I too saw goody pumpkin with the devil. And also she's a bitch. <laughs> like, that, would be, that would be my whole thing. But anyway, that's just cause uh pumpkin ends up pissing me off later. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Okay. We'll write that screenplay and send it over to Tiffany's team. Let's see. So, okay, next they go to... Oh, so uh, Flav and his mom are consulting, and she says that... He makes a joke about, like, rubbing up on Hottie, and she's like, what? And he tries to save it. And I'm like, Flav, you're a grown man with several kids. Shut the fuck... Like, stop. <laughs> this isn't cute. You're not 25. Like, your mom knows you're out here. You're a, you've been on world tour, Flav. Stop that. Um, Somehow, Mama Clayton says there's something about hoops. Yeah. I'm like, Hoops really is like swirled her tongue in the right way. And Miss Dream was like, oh, I'm interested. Like, I don't know what just happened, but I got mesmerized. Um, She says no, because sweet, Sweetie has a desperation to win. Mm. And I'm like, she's picking up on some real shit. But also, like, she literally was just trying to be herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she was just trying to be like, I want to, like, she's trying to make an effort. And the problem is that she just. Because it's not coming from a real place. She should just stay cool and collected and let people come to her. And I think that's probably, like, the downfall. Um, Flav sets up uh, two 
Okay. So, oh, okay, great. Sorry, I was, like, trying to remember the next segment. So now we get into, like, Flav's turn to spend time with the girls. And what he sets up in each room is, or in each, like, setup is two bottles of champagne, some strawberries, and two buckets of chicken with the KFC label covered. And he says he has eight girls starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, and what is so funny is that to show what time it is, instead of showing a clock, they literally zoom in on the dinosaur out front that has a clock around its neck that doesn't tell actual time. Um, anyway, so he stands to do it. He does his calculations on his fingers and finds out that that means he has to date from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. So every girl gets an hour for the next eight hours. Um, I actually loved his outfit. He has on a black and white sweater with green pants and shoes that match. And I'm like, now this is something where, like, I could get behind it. When you get into dressing like Fuzzy Wuzzy had a bear, I don't know if I love that. But this works for me. Um, So, Hoops is like... So, here's the other problem. Hoops and Sweetie start doing the same thing. Hoops starts turning it on this episode, too, and he doesn't think it's fake. Um... So Hoops jumps all over him and he asked him, she asked him like, what makes you love me like this? And she says, cause you love me back, which not a real answer, not an answer. Doesn't apply. It yeah. <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with anything. Um, Flav says he does, he's so, so here's the thing. As I've been recapping the show at first, Flav was a breath of fresh air. Cause he didn't give a fuck. He just rhymes and says, whatever. He's a lyricist. After a while, I'm like, Flav, the catchphrases ha- speak normal. Like, I get so irritated with it. But anyway, he says, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my finger on it. I'm going to try to put my finger on it. Hopefully, she let me put my finger on it. And I'm like, Flav, it's, you don't have to beg. You're, you're, you, this is literally your show. Like, it's, anyway. He's just like, this whole narrative Flav wants to do of like, um, I'm gonna ask these women to like, be there for me or ask these women if they like me. Like, Flav, they're on a literal show for you. I, and it could have something to do with the fact that they like, just came onto a show randomly. Mm-hmm. But, um, I really do believe that like, if these women aren't for you, like, that could be dealt with in one episode. But anyway, so, um, then he switches outfits, which I fucking hate. So it probably was filmed on two different days. Cause I didn't like the other outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Goldie tells him to taste her like a Thanksgiving dinner, which is a line. That is a line. That is a thing. Points for creativity. Points for creativity also works for her because, like, she cooks and she probably does taste like a Thanksgiving dinner. I don't think I could get that line off, Mm. but cool. Um, Flav tells Pumpkin not to pretend and just keep it real because Pumpkin's kind of doing the most. Um, Pumpkin definitely is uh, the... uh, the herpes host in that in this house um flavors forehead to forehead with hottie and he goes straight to her big knockers mm. um new york looks amazing he gives new york a big piece of chicken and she says i know you have a lot of big meat waiting for me <laughs> and i'm like this is the beginning of her being a queen this is the beginning also let me just say the amount of chicken that flavor flay puts away over the course of this evening slash evenings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, skinny privilege. I know. I was like, where is it all going, bro? I have never mm-hmm. craved fried chicken the way I've craved fried chicken watching this episode. Yeah. And let me tell you, I've got Uber Eats open right now. I'm going to order chicken <laughs> after this. It's, I can tell. Let me tell you something. I, I, I hate to be the one to tell you this. It's not going to taste as good as it tasted to you when you were watching somebody else eat it. Yeah. If you're going to eat it and you're going to be like, wait a minute. 
But as you're watching, you like this. I was driving home last night and I was like, I wanted cookies so fucking bad. And I literally had to sit there and be like, Chanel, when's the last, like, like, you know what cookies taste like. Like, I had to really, like, talk myself down because I was like, by the time I finish that third cookie, I'm going to feel like shit. And I'm like, I should have just not done this. And I had to, like, remind myself what cookies taste like to try to fight the craving. So yeah. um, I definitely support your fried chicken journey, but I just want you to know that it only lo- – it it's the, tastes the best when someone else is eating it in front of you. Yeah. Me. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. I think I might give in. It's so funny you say you were craving oh, uh, cookies because I was also craving cookies. I was out here ready to like send Tiff's treats to my door. But in an act mm-hmm. of like divine intervention, like the order didn't go through and like refresh nice. the page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. No, that delivery on Tiff's treat, when you think about it, like, no one in any society, free or communist, should be able to have cookies delivered to their door. Yeah. When you think about the fact that, like, someone is getting in a car to bring you cookies, it's like, I, this shouldn't be. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not, it's not what God intended. And this is the beginning <laughs> of the end of civilizations. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a sign. Like, it's like, it's no, nowhere in the Bible is there cookies. So, <laughs> but no, I think it's wonderful. I support um, them tip treats. Like they hit, a di- they hit different. And they I think do. that the biggest thing for me is like, I want to taste cookies that don't taste like egg. And I want to taste cookies that don't taste like pure sugar. Mm. Like I want you to trick me. Like I'm not eating a sugar mix and be like, oh, I'm eating a cookie. Because if I can taste like, you know what I mean? Like, like store-bought cookies can really like, it just hits where you're like, y'all didn't mix this. Y'all didn't put love in the ingredients and therefore it tastes like blah. So I'm kind of like, I've, I've gotten on an insomnia cookies kit because oh. you just go and you're like, fuck it. And you just get six at a time because you're like, why did I come all the way out here for one? Um, So I definitely will probably get cookies today. Thank you so much. Um, Okay. We bring it back to a cookie, a place of cookie. cookie. Yes. I feel, I feel validated by you. Um, even though you didn't tell me because you're getting food, I feel valid to get food and, and that's what's important. That's what's here. important here. <laughs> so back to the date, Red Oyster um says, I'm oh poor baby. She says, I'm just gonna let nature take its course because you can't plan or strategize romance. And then they cut to him falling asleep and snoring on her. And I don't think I've ever been like falling asleep on, but I've had I've spent time with men where I'm like did I get dressed for this? And I'm just like, and, and you know, Red Oyster, again, we're finding multiple points in the episode, in the season when people should just quit the show. They should be like, y'all are not, I, like, she should be like, y'all are not about to cut this, cut this montage for me like this. I'm out. Um, So that, so, uh, Flav, but Flav does look cute because he's like laying there and he gets caught. Um, uh, She wakes him up and then he gives her a kiss and he goes right back to sleep. <laughs> And I'm like, he's like, he's like, girl, you shouldn't have signed up for this 1 a.m. slot. I'm sorry, but it's a wrap. Um, so Sweetie comes right in and goes, I don't need chicken. I just need you. They go forehead to forehead. She's in his laps and she starts dancing. And he's like, oh, he's really into it. And he's like, Sweetie. And he's like, this is crazy. But I don't think this is real. And I'm like, Flav, like, let her get her shit off. Like, she's just trying to kind of show you the love that you say you want. But, I mean, I get what he's saying. It's, like, it's too quick of a switch up. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like overnight. And it's um, like zero I think 100. that, you know, her mom. 
Yeah, and mom's words have really rung true. Like, she doesn't seem real. So now, like, that's... An, so basically, the paranoia is there for him. And it's like, all one person has to do is sow one seed of doubt in any relationship. And people are very likely to be like, no, I don't trust her no more. So wow. that's why you got to be very careful giving your opinion. His mom really went Shakespeare Ziago on him. She's like... Oh, mm-hmm. but it's probably, she doesn't seem like she's in it to win it. But that's probably, don't don't listen to me. And of course. Yeah, exactly. And it's because of the don't listen to me, that's critical. Because if you were like, this is my opinion, you need to listen. Then you'd be like, no, you can't tell me what to do. But now it's like, oh, she doesn't even stand by it that strongly. Oh, shit. She probably really needs it. Like, yeah. it's just like the reverse psychology. Yeah, basically. exactly. Um, he says my mom's ain't stupid you know and to sweetie he says you know real recognizes real which is the the a poor use of that because sweetie's not being fake yeah. she just like basically what she's saying is you let me know that my boundaries weren't going to be respected so i went home and i reconfigured my boundaries <laughs> and so he's basically saying like i would have rather you played hard to get the whole time which is just mind games yeah um sweetie said she wasn't gonna play games and yeah it's not cute it was so interesting to see that, like, arc, I guess, that that development in just having seen this episode alone and seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was hard. I feel for her. Yeah, I, I, especially I feel for her because with all to come. Mm-hmm. I was solidly yeah. in the sweetie camp. Like. No, she's, I mean, she's, she's really, like, you can tell she's a sweet woman. Like, she's a sweetie. Like, they're, like, like you said, the names have power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to, it made me think of, it's like, um, this married at first sight phenomenon, which is where, like, uh, women get into a situation on camera and they're like, oh, I don't feel it completely. So, therefore, I'm going to, like, not do anything. I'm going to, like, hold back. I'm going to, like, you know, put up a wall because I don't feel connected. And I'm just like... I just kind of want to shake the women all the time because I'm like, girl, you fuck men you don't really like first. Let's like, let's not get it twisted. You dated men you just to get something out of it. Like, don't, don't get married on a TV show and all of a sudden be like, I don't know. Like, girl, go, like, just try it. Like, go for it. Throw yourself into it. Um, And I think that that like weird reservation doesn't, like that shows me how I would be on TV mm-hmm. where, um, let's be clear. I, I do want to separate. Like, if I got married, I think I would freak out. But in the show like this, I would just go for it. Like, I would kiss him on the date. I would, because you're not going to tell me if we meet years later, like, oh, you're the girl who kissed Flavor on the first day. I'd be like, yeah, nigga. And I got paid like $2,000 for it. So, <laughs> what does that have to do with you? You know, like, I wouldn't really, um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. So I just can't relate to women who like come in with like their, you know, Steve Harvey 90 day rule on a TV show. But mm. I'm also, I think I've been, I've been cheapened by tv <laughs> to where mm. i'm like of course you do that for tv like why why would why wouldn't you not have boundaries just because you're on the show so i think that um that is again like a lot of my flaws come out through recording this so <laughs> Flav, um i i realized that like oh so Flav wants to go get smiley for her last date but she's sleep and he's like you know what fuck it like and so he get he's like i'm sleepy too so he just goes to his room and and goes to sleep eating more chicken. eating more chicken and honestly I saw that. I was like, wow, I've never related to Flav like I do in this moment. 
more than I. Theory. You're about to do that too. I'm about, about to, to go get. Chicken I'm about to go get asleep. chicken and fall asleep. I can't fall asleep, but I am about to go get chicken. God, but don't I? God, I want nothing more than to have a drumstick in my hand to be getting ready for bed to be accosted by like beautiful women. That's my dream. Um, I want that for you. I really would like to facilitate. That's a birthday gift. That's yeah. A, let Let me find some. Some some beautiful lesbian sex workers who will come and pay pay, pay the modest fee to just spend a night with you. Yeah, we'd like. I've got this queen bed, this memory yeah. foam mattress. They will bring the KFC. Yeah, they'll have. With they'll them. have. They'll give me. Let's be clear. They'll give me my money back. I just want to support. And you know, I just want to leave like sex work, sex work. But they'll be like, no, Maxine was a a a, a treasure. Like this is on us. And I'm like, oh, like happy birthday, everyone. Yeah, you know, so birthday. I see that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, everyone's happy. Yeah. So um, I, I I want that for you. I want that for everyone who, who see again. It's like a billion dollars. It's like you deserve women and chicken. That's what you deserve. So I want I want to God. the universe to give that to you. Uh, um. I, I, but I do love the the journey of being like I, I love a journey of eating a, a food that that cr- produces crumbs as you sleep. Like I just that is some I haven't been there yet, but I would hope to get to there. Um, Flav, I realize that Flav is actually a handsome, normal looking man, and if he simply wore clothes that fit, he would be cute. Like he would be, I'm not saying heartthrob, but he would, there'd be no narratives about him being ugly if he just wore clothes that looked right on him. Yeah, I could see that. I have a hard time picturing that right now at the moment. Oh, sure. Maybe because. You haven't had enough exposure. Yeah, yeah I, I, but I, I see you and I value your your thoughts on this i well because ben- binging him for hours on end i've caught the glimpse of him like changing and taking his shirt off and be like oh shit he has an eight pack like or him like wearing others and i'm like oh like Flav, there's nothing like you look at him enough you're like wait a minute he's like his features re-swizzle in front of your eyes and swim <laughs> into f- focus and you're like wait a minute he looks fine like that's kind of what's happened for mm. me and um i just you know and it's funny because i've i've fought with people over this because they're like chanel he's definitively ugly i'm like he is not and so that's just kind of that's my uh people who podcast about old vh1 shows end up like taking on a gauntlet and it's just I've been chosen for this. I've been chosen for the Flav is not, Flav is actually fine um, position in life. And I thank God for for putting me where I'm at. So um, they go to uh, Coops and Pumpkin. Like you said, they come in and lay down with him and he's dancing. He's so happy. And um, he's like, oh man, you don't know Flav, Flav, drowning in a sea of women. And I'm like, okay, Flav. Um, (laughs) New York comes in lingerie. Oh my God. I just remember what scene this is. Okay. Few moments are as iconic as the man hosting a dating show falling asleep to chicken in his mouth. Mind you, because somebody missed a date. So he like literally the whole thing is like, I'm going to sleep. I'm too fucking tired for anything. Can't wake up. Can't do another hour. I'm going to sleep. And the two women who had a date already coming in to spoon with him platonically. And then a third woman in full lingerie. In full lingerie. Garter belt and all smoking a cigarette in the house comes and sits in the corner to cuckold herself wow and and this happened in the 2000s it was and in new york's 
Yeah, go ahead. What's your feeling? I first of all, I think we need to address the fact that um, Flav might have narcolepsy. <laughs> Um, but the moment New York comes in cigarette (laughs) in mouth was a cultural reset for me. She's the, I need a statue of it. I need a statue. She's the Bond villain. I want to see. I want her to step on me. No, she's the Bond I want to see. She's the black, she should have been the black Bond. What are we doing? Black Bond, like forget (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Idris Elba, no Tiffany. Yeah, no. Is okay. the next double. You said you want her to step on you. Yeah. You literally or figuratively? Figuratively. Like, is that your kink? Oh, okay, I'm about to say, like, is your kink being stepped no, on? No, I, I think I always. Some people have. That. I think I always say that. Very few people I would allow to step on me. Literally, um, I don't <laughs> think New York is quite there, but she definitely falls into the figurative <laughs> step on me camp. Um, she's getting there. She can. She can earn it. She. She. Earn it. she New York calls pumpkin and hoop slut. Yeah. Ooh, like she is not my politics. At like she wasn't in full lingerie. Listen, I want to say that like New York gets a different type of pass from me, where like her calling them sluts is hilarious to me. In real life, I would be so upset by another woman doing that. Mm-hmm. In this context, I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. get them. Like, I just so I'm so on her side with everything she ever does. Um, so she is. Um, oh, I messed up my note. My notes. Okay, where did I find it? Slut. Let me let me let me Google slut and find my notes. There we go. Okay, she gets in the and then she gets in the bed on the other end and takes his his <laughs> limp sleeping his, hand and puts it on her. His lip sleeping and hand. says and says, "What can I say? There's a passion. He can't keep his uh, hands uh, off uh, me. I'm totally in the flave." And I'm like, and she says, "I was about eighty seconds of a centimeter from doing it." And I'm like. He's sleep. Like <laughs> there's, there's no to doing what? So much so much that was symbolic about his limp hand on her body. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we wake up as if nothing happened and he goes to get to the pool and he says he likes a woman that's 94, 67, 87. Um sir. 90 90- Four pounds? Literally don't think... I mean, I I appreciate thick women too, but I can't imagine... A, like, I don't even know if... And I could be completely wrong, but I don't even know if on my 500-pound life they're getting up to 94. Like, what are you... What? Because that could absolutely be what he's saying, but I'm like, what are you... Imagine the, the back pain of a 94-inch bra size imagine the sheer you need a wheelbarrow to to move your titties around so anyway hottie says and this is hot this is when hottie gets into full twilight zone she says she has all natural 34 double d's blatant lie 26 inch waist i'm not going to debate her here and a 36 inch hip which (laughs) ma'am my my hips are square and they're 36 inches. Like, we're not going to do this. Everyone is so confused with her about her size and measurements. Red Oyster says the only thing that's 26 inches is her neck, <laughs> which, again, outside of the show, terrible. In the show, 
Great comeback. That, Amazing comeback. The, oh, God. The funniest thing. I stand Red Oyster for that. I mean, she's funny as fuck. So, and then as if we haven't, like, literally gone through so much in this episode, and I just realized, like, oh, shit, let me speed up. We get to the most amazing um segment, and one of the most amazing segments in, in reality TV. Like, you thought that, like, Master Chef did this for you. You thought Top Chef. No, no, no. We're going to cook chicken on a dating show, and it's going to be a a full raw chicken and see if women just know what to do with it. So... This is the next challenge. Oh, my God. I keep losing my spot in my notes. So, he is going to get them a cooked chicken for him and his mama. And he says, even though, okay, this is what I mean by Flav's phrases. I'm literally squinting. Like, did I mess this up or did he say this? He says, even though I ain't no babe in a bottle of ketchup, I do eat a lot. Hmm. I heard that and was like, what do you mean, though? Like I'm like Flav, are you seventy? Are you? Did he have a What's stroke? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to get into it, but I'm also so resentful of the way that he just says things that I'm gonna move on. So, um, Big Rick has on uh, this is what I mean. Big Rick has on a chef a church shirt, a chef's hat, and a timer on his neck with big oven mitts. Big Rick is the MVP. That's it. Love that man. That's how he he. He comes and announces the challenge. So they're in the kitchen. They get 30 minutes to, to make chicken. Um, Sweetie, oh my God. Sweetie says when she's five years old, her grandparents had a chicken on a farm that literally attacked her and took chunks out of her leg and marked her up. And she's never been able to touch chicken again. So she literally cries for the next 30 minutes straight while making the chicken. And I did not know I was going to get that backstory. I did not know. I was. She said the words, it marked me for life. She, I mean, chicken trauma. I want to unpack that, you know? The fact that she was willing to, like, make chicken mm-hmm. after that childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And, like, no, it's real. Big Rick was there comforting, comforting her as best as she could. Goldie comforting yeah. her. Goldie, Goldie is just a son. Uh-huh. And, like, she did it. She... I didn't think she would. She did, but she, she did it for Flav. She did it for Flav. And if he had known that how, how he raises Yeah. I mean, but I think he I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he I think that if he I think that I think that reality TV definitely has to go on, but I think that like someone bringing up a real life like physical trauma and being like, Well, are you gonna quit or not? Like it's so two thousands VH one Viacom, like it's just like this challenge should have been reconfigured to adjust to her or there should have been more support but the fact that like the girls in the house had to help her is i think fucked up and i and i really feel like all these shows all jokes aside and to have a therapist on site like i just think that that's kind of what needs to happen because you're just playing with people's mental health like the same way you have an ems on site like you should have a, a therapist but anyway that's i don't want to get serious so um hottie raises her hand and says can i call and have it catered and big rick says no ho what the fuck are you talking about what? so then who <laughs> says that yeah i'm just gonna like we're just gonna leave it where it is Hoops says she has five younger sisters and was like a second mother to them which which is sad whenever someone says that because i'm like i would have refused i would have like we all would have been mothering ourselves because i'm not cooking for you niggas like you cook your food i cook my food well all like I, I just think that's always interesting when someone like just assumes that role because i'm like you know 
if you can do that, your brother could do that. Your sister could do that. Everyone could take care of themselves. But again, that is me being very rude. Um, Sweetie's still crying. Red Oyster's massaging her chicken. Pumpkin is lost. I'm so glad this is a pumpkin light episode because I can't stand her ass. Um, Hoops is killing it. And her oil uh, pops pumpkin. Smiley is frying chicken with no clothes on, which, man, worst idea ever. You've never, you've never fried a thing. Yeah, the splatter that she was risking. Mm -hmm. No, Mm ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. Big Rick checks from New York and New York says, um, I'm definitely navigating the situation, which is an amazing way to say I don't, I'm lost. Hottie stuffs vegetables and like... What's some little crunchy things that used to go on salad? Like, um, they like look like little worms. God, are those like like wonton strips? Yes, but they're yes, but like the thin ones. Like, so I know tortilla what wonton strips? strips are, but exact some something like yeah. that. So she does like tortilla strips on top of. It's gonna hit me later exactly what they are because I'm looking at them in my head. But anyway, she drops those on top. She sticks a carrot in the hole. Jeez. Like she puts like a. a Un- uncut onions, like just stuffs things on top of the of a chicken, and um oh she like a cucumber is in there. She doesn't chop anything. I'm like oh you're fully trolling. She says it's because she grew up vegetarian, and pumpkin says uh how do you so fucking dumb? Which okay took the words out of my mouth, and she puts the chicken in the microwave and pushes the chicken button. She and Hottie says, I assume it's the most sanitary thing to do. And it does and, and also I'm saving the calories from grease. Ma'am. I Goldie said, yeah. If I were she's like this, it was at this moment that I was convinced she was going home. Like there yeah. is no way. She committed crimes in that kitchen. I think that it's like there's I don't like normalizing things that that everyone doesn't know, but I do like to normalize that we all know when a meat looks done is when it doesn't no longer look like how you got it when it was raw. I think that is like I I feel comfortable st- setting that as a global standard with meat that if it if if the steak is still dripping red with no change in color, it didn't cook. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of how we know. Um, yeah, so she, uh, Goldie is crying. Goldie's like, this bitch is crazy. So I think that, like, we're all collectively feeling the same. Um, she puts the top on the dish and says, okay. And Hoops looks great. Sweetie actually does amazing with all her trauma. Um, and then they start to do the, um, the tasting. And some of them aren't clear whose they are, but they kind of are a bit, like, so, so some of them people claim, some of them I didn't really track. But anyway, so we get to Flav and his mom tasting the chicken. Um, Somebody's chicken is just chicken skin. Oh, I think that was Smiley. No. So, an idiot. Like she didn't, her chicken didn't cook all the way. So she just served chicken skin, which would work on a top chef. Doesn't work here. Honestly, it would um, work for me. Ha- I love me some fried chicken skin. Like. Yes, but not, but if it's missing the chicken altogether. Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, cause I'm like, if your Uber Eats shows up and they have chicken skin and you order chicken bones and meat and you're going to be like, oh, take the shit back. Okay. Thank you. But take the shit back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. 
Versus if you get extra chicken skin on top of your chicken, you're like, oh shit, this I I came up like yeah, that's, that's um, you know what? Let me put that in my instruction notes for this order. A little yes, extra chicken. Can I get the if y'all got extra? Yes, I'm willing to pay. Um, New York's hat. New York's tastes good, but has she put some orange shit on it? Um, Flaves uses somebody's as a gun because it's too tough. He's like pew pew, and I'm like lol. Um, pumpkin serves hers with an apple and she's scared, but it's not cooked through. She knows it's not cooked through and still serves it. And he goes to go throw up and she's like, not embarrassed enough for me. Um, and, but pumpkin says, so my shit is still better than hotties. Um, hotties maintains that it, it was cooked, even though it's microwaved. And she look and when they open it up to see this, con- this Frankenstein contraption, hottie looks around at everyone else. And I'm like, hottie, this is when you lose it for me. Like, Again, are you lucid or not? If you know this shit is crazy, then claim it. But if you don't know this shit is crazy, then you should be able to say like, oh, like, that's mine. What's wrong with it? Like, like standing your shit. So these random moments where she acts like she knows what's happening are throwing me off. Mm, Yeah. That was, that threw me. I'm so glad they only looked at it, did not, because... I don't know. A woman, yeah. woman trying to serve salmonella. No, it wasn't worth the experiment. Mama Flav yeah. is not. She's going home in my books. The more we watch, the more I'm like, this might be the COVID laboratory that they talked yeah, about. Yeah, I um, so think she <laughs> started COVID that day. That and that chicken. Because uh, that, that chicken didn't get properly disposed of, and here we are today. So New York is like, this is appalling. She's nuts. Um, my, I noticed that Flav's mom didn't touch uh uh, inch of chicken she didn't try any of the dishes even the good ones which is hilarious and hoops ends up winning hoop shows up again like doing some some fake shit hoop shows up wearing something pink and feminine which is not how she dresses like she's a tomboy through and through um and they go to steve's soul food and Flav isn't wearing a clock which i'm like what is is this a real date like what's happening so um Flav wants to see all the food <laughs> um Flav, uh Turns out that Hoops is from Michigan and that her uncle has a business there. And I like start looking it up at this point. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, Flav really likes to eat and he is untrained. Like he's and, and the irony of a grown man at a table with his mother having no etiquette is not lost on me. Um, and I'm surprised she doesn't say anything to him because I know she raised him better than that. So there's that. Um, she ends up really likes liking Hoops, Miss Drayton, Mama Drayton does, and she ends up sitting next to her. And I'm like, oh, so Hoops is like really in there. Um, Flav and Big Rick talk about how, oh, so, so that's the date. Like the date was fun. Um, you know, Hoops did it, did it again. She, she, she love bombs and is impressive and charming and that's it. So now we are on to elimination. How, how, who, and so at this point you think that Hottie's going to go home because of the chicken, yeah, right? Yeah, at this point I was like, it's gotta be Hottie. It's gotta be Hottie. Even though I, I'm feeling like... It's not looking good for Sweetie. Like, that biscuit moment, very telling. Like, I don't know. It, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But, she, you know, she rallied for me in, like, working hard to, like. Yeah. she was, like, the second best chicken, right? It was Hoops and then it was Sweetie. Yeah. And that really just spoke to me. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, the strength she must have to, like, face this fear. <sighs> 
And yeah, it's really a matter of interpretation, I think, because it's like you can either interpret that as her bringing her A game or her being fake. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it really is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um. But so Flavin Big Rick laugh. Uh-huh. But for me, that chicken was unforgivable. So there was a clear elimination in my mind um, going into this. Yeah, I think it's like you. Yeah, that's something I hate about these shows. Like, it's like one week, the worst thing you could do is, like, lie about not being on another show. And the next week, it's like, oh, you can, like, feed me salmonella, but as long as your butt is still big. Like, I just, I don't know what the standards are. And I think, like, I would like a show, I would like a reality show where the rules are set before you enter the house. And then it's like the Ten Commandments kind of reality show where whoever breaks this commandment first is going to go home. But the commandments are very contrary to the things that people know get you to stay on shows. So it's like, how do you navigate? not lying about being want to be on tv when you clearly want to be on tv like anyway so i think we have some great um concepts here and this i mean you have come up with uh this was really a great brainstorming meeting i think of mm, yes. <laughs> other content so flavin big rick um before the ceremony talk about how uh Heidi can't cook chicken for shit and that is it that's kind of what it, what the that that should kind of be the deciding factor but going into the elimination pumpkin gets the first clock which white privilege um she says she was worried about the chicken and i'm like it it must be the fact that she tongues him down every time she sees him like she's showing him the energy that consistently and i think that's what he's rewarding um sweetie says she will leave the room if hottie and red oyster both stay red oyster then gets the next clock which is not great um hottie is in a metallic dress that i fucking loved she looked amazing. Hottie's body is glorious to me, and I love how she dresses, and I don't want to hear shit about it. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Um, Smiley says she's worried about being eliminated because she slept through her date. <laughs> which, fair. New York is the next clock. Um, she, said when, she says, when Flav called my name, I wasn't surprised, but I was glad I didn't have to wait. I could go up there and get my clock from my man. I'm like, okay. Goaty's face is like, ew. Um, and Pumpkin says New York walks around with her head stuck up her ass. And then Flav goes, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I just can't let her go and get everything is Goldie. And she gets the next clock, which, um, and Goldie says, I continue to be warm and nice and caring and all of that wrapped up into one thick girl. And I'm like, that is literally your tagline. Thank you so much. Um, she grabs, uh, his chin before returning to the podium, which I'm like, all oh, their friends. Smiley gets the clock. I'm not sure why they both owe each other a date. Um, Heidi's dress is a dress I want to buy from an auction. Uh, Sweetie is starting to feel it, and I don't know if it's... But she doesn't know if her strategy is working. Flav says, whoever is about to leave out is someone who doesn't know um, if he's feeling if she's, if they're feeling it from their heart. And he's doing a game of eliminating all the fame seekers first. And Heidi gets the clock, which... Cricket, yeah. crickets for me like what the fuck like Hadi is like Hadi is clearly doing a character um and sweetie is sad and so we go into one of the most epic like amazing eliminations ever so before going into this how did you feel when he left sweetie out i think the f- looks on all the girls' faces i think spoke for me i was there in that room with them just absolutely said it like you said it crickets mm-hmm. for me it was mm-hmm. astounding 
I mean, mm-hmm. that it was I serious. Mean, it was serious. I love that. Like, it's clearly Flav loves a little ninety four twenty six thirty six. Uh, yeah, that's no. That's to actually say what it is. that like. Sweetie but was less, yeah, and to and say like Sweetie was less real when we're faced with like mm-hmm. Hottie, who like iconic as she is, like it's just out here. Like I don't, it was mm-hmm. it, it was unjust, which then like made the yeah. elimination speech we saw after just feel so earned, so deserved, so like honestly. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, like, I was on, at the beginning of the episode, I was with Mama Flav. I was like, I don't know if this girl's it, but, like, to see her growth through this episode and, like, to see just, like, how the understanding of, like, what's real and what's fake in this show, that line is so blurred. And, like, you Mm -hmm. can't say that, Mm -hmm. like, one girl is more real than the other when they're all playing these games. Everyone's, like strategizing and like I don't know just because one girl's like ideas is like does not outwardly look like her tongue down your throat doesn't no it's definitely not cool um it but like I said like it's not clear it's clear it's like it, it feels produced um so Everyone is everyone is sad, like you said, like no one is excited. Um, Flav says, "Sweetie, you wasn't really feeling me like that." And I wonder, if, and I and I did write in my notes, like I wonder if Sweetie tried, if he knows about the chicken situation because that was clear. Like even if she was just in it for competitiveness, like she was in it at least. Um, Heidi says everyone is two faced because she feels that they don't give a fuck about her, which is true. Um, Flav says to her, I don't think you're feeling me like that for real. This is a real decision I made for real for my true feelings. And, oh, okay. So, Sweetie goes, I don't feel like you really feel me like that. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. It's still Flav. So, Flav, uh, I don't think you're feeling me like that for real. Like, this is my real decision I made for real for my true feelings. I don't feel like you really feel me like that. You feel me? That's literally what he says. I'm not being funny. So, Sweetie's very upset. And she goes, are you kidding me? You have to be kidding me. I cook chicken for you. And I'm like, oh, she's going, going off. She says, I stay up late waiting for my date and I'm not feeling you. And Goldie is like, oh, this is a this is a situation. Like nobody was ready for this flip. Um, and Sweetie says, people are reflections of themselves. So maybe you're not feeling you. And Flav goes, <laughs> ah, it's, not, it's not that I'm not it's not that I'm not feeling myself. I'm not feeling you. And Sweetie says, OK, thank you. Which is true. Like, don't. Don't make it about me. If I'm telling you this is what I'm here for, make it about you. So he says, okay, I don't fuck with you. And she goes, um, she goes, okay. And he says, you know, don't. Uh, and she comes to say goodbye and hug him. He says, don't hug me if it's not real. And she goes, um, nah, it's real. I just think this is fucked up. And, she, and she's leaving. She says, I will pray for him. He'll be all right. And he said, oh, no, she says to him, I'll pray for you. And you'll be all right. And he says, I'm going to pray for you too. God bless. Which... Niggas try to use God bless as a as a goodbye, and I'm like, it doesn't work. God is not blessing you. God is turned his back on you. You're a bad person. Like, don't do that. And so, um, Flav tries to get the room back by saying like, "Yo, check one two. and everybody else is like stunned because it was just such like raw 
real emotional energy. Like when someone finally says, you know what, I'm going to let it out. Like I'm going to let you, I'm going to just express how I feel and you can feel how you feel about it. Like people don't do that enough. Like people process and put a lot of layers and barriers up. And um, he says that the way that she left was 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 whack, but your man Flavor Flav looks for it and not looks back, which Flav is not time for Dr. Seuss. Like, keep it real. Um, the sweetie says the chicken was a freaking joke from the other from Hottie, which she's yeah. correct. And he said, Oh, this is sweetie just going off. The chicken was a freaking joke. When he left a girl up there who's running around talking about how everyone's back, he left a lot of jokes up there. So Flav. You're retarded. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she was absolutely right. That chicken was a joke because I simply had to laugh. She literally goes back to her Philly roots. But I'm like, girl, why use the R word? That is hilarious. Why? What's wrong with y'all? Like, that's not the right word to use. Um, And he does. At the end, he always does a flavor of flavor. But it was so fucking sad. It was like he could tell that he fucked up. Um, And... Next week is going to be their obligatory Vegas trip. They always do a Vegas trip on these dating shows mm. on VH1. And I would just say, like, it was an amazing episode. And Sweetie had a literal Hall of Fame exit. Like, there's no there's no debating. Like, Sweetie had a real life, like, I don't fuck with y'all. Like, this shit is fucked up. Like, I'm out of here. And I, I only pray that my exit, because I'm not winning any on these shows, but I pray that my exit is like a glorious, like, yo, we're going to stay in touch. We're going to be friends forever. Or a, you don't love yourself kind of exit. I really pray for either one of those. Yeah. It's beautiful. The best possible introduction I could have had yeah. this labor of love. Absolutely. It was definitely the place to start. Um, I think that there's a lot of funny stuff that goes on. Like, this is definitely a great show. I know I'm like, fatigued because watching it back to back is like it transports you to a place that like you can't exist in long term but I'm so glad that you were willing to watch it with me and take the time to like step into this universe and give me all your feelings and thoughts um and so yeah you guys thank you so much for um listening to another episode of baby babe by Chanel creating I'm here with my um, my special guest co-host Maxine who is again a playwright and improviser from in Austin who um you can find on Twitter at Maxine the letter a Dylan d-i-l-l-o-n and so Maxine in these episodes I always end with a baby babe so we of course okay baby, baby babe, babe. Baby babe Baby babe Baby babe friends i know you're here on the feed for some chanel creating content wanted to check in from my alter ego coach chanel and let you know what i do during the day i am a trained life coach with a focus on energy integration living your full life thinking about mind body and spirit I am also committed to this journey towards your best self with each of my clients. And I'm just really, truly big on giving my clients the support and love and tough firmness that they need to get to the place they want to be. So I wanted to invite you guys to learn more by checking out the website, www.chanelcreating.com, but also, uh, you know, going specifically to the M4H Power Coaching Coach Chanel 
project site to see more about the philosophy, to see more about what I offer. For anyone who's interested, I do offer like a free consultation session to learn more. So you just, again, look on the website, chanelcreating.com, or you can go right over to picktime.com slash coach Chanel and set up a free hour session. In that session, we figure out if we can actually work together by talking through what you're interested in, what you know about coaching, what your healing experiences have been. Um, and I can share more about my philosophy. I share my universal beliefs with my clients and we kind of go from there and figure it out. So I really hope that you guys will consider me um, for life coaching experiences you need and and having like an intuitive sense of what is best for you and how we can make that happen and achieve that. So really grateful and excited for you guys to give me the chance. Thank you so much.